Anna Mitchell, Elise, Charlotte, Celia, Slates, Mary Laurel, Parks, Watts, and Blaine. What a gift it has been to all of us to be led in worship by you today. To see each of you standing here at the altar with your mentors standing behind you and beside you was for the rest of us a powerful and beautiful reminder of all the ways that all of us in the church form and shape one another's lives, your mentors shaping your lives, and you shaping their lives, all of us in the family of faith learning from one another, all of us together calling forth that which is deepest and best in one another, not unlike Peter and Cornelius in today's lesson from the book of Acts, a friendship which started out with Peter as the mentor, Peter going to do the teaching, but ending up learning at least as much as he taught. Peter's life changed maybe even more than Cornelius, which is what got Peter in all that trouble that Peter was in, in that long lesson we had this morning from the book of Acts. Peter, criticized by the church leaders for drawing the circle of his welcome too wide, an embrace which at first was a stretch even for Peter. In fact, in his step-by-step -step report on how he came to be so liberal in his welcome of Gentiles, Peter reminded his critics that he himself was not so long ago as conservative as they when it came to the size of the circle of the welcome around God. But then Peter had that dream in which the Spirit of God pointed Peter past the place where both scripture and tradition would have told Peter to stop. A dream which was step one in Peter's step-by-step -step story of the spiritual journey which led to Peter's wide welcome of his new Gentile friends. Step two in that step-by-step -step story came soon after when Peter arrived at the home of the Gentile, Cornelius, where in Acts chapter 10 and verse 28, an apparently nervous Peter told Cornelius that he had come only because of that dream, because it was actually against the rules for Peter, a Jew, to be visiting Cornelius, a Gentile, in the Gentile's home, all of which was soon followed by step three, which was Peter's 
recognition that these Gentiles he had just met had in them the same Holy Spirit which Peter had in him, prompting Peter to ask his critics in today's passage from Acts chapter 11, one of the biggest questions in all the Bible. If God has given them the same Holy Spirit God has given us, then who are we to hinder God? All of which, while I cannot speak for you, is for me a lot like looking in a mirror. Like Peter, I grew up with crystal clear distinctions between the insiders and the outsiders. Folk like me were the insiders, everyone else were the outsiders. But then there came a time in my life when like Peter I met people who became for me what Cornelius became for Peter. Their lives an undeniable argument that the circle of welcome around God was wider than the circle of welcome that I had learned to draw in the religious world of my childhood. It all started with Melvin Kruger in Macon, Georgia the first of many Jewish friends in whom I saw the Spirit of God so beautifully and fully embodied. Mr. Kruger and I were just Peter and Cornelius, only in reverse. This time, instead of the reluctant Jew seeing God in the Gentile, it was the reluctant Gentile, me, seeing God in the Jew, Melvin Kruger. Later, here in Jackson, it was Sababu and Akolo Rashid and Sabri Agachan, the first of many Muslim friends in whom I saw the Spirit of God embodied in clear and dear and unmistakable ways. And Sitha, Srinivasan, a Hindu friend whom Marsha and I have come to know through Marsha's career at St. Andrew's School, a person in whom the Spirit of God is so unfailingly generous, gentle, healing, and kind that to be in her presence is to want to be better than you are. Like Peter's theology, chasing his friendship with Cornelius, my theology, chasing my friendship, which with each of them and many others, their lives redrawing the circle of my life to more nearly match the size of the circumference of the circle of the welcome of God. That kind of ever-expanding life Rainer Maria Rilke described with that unforgettable image. 
I live my life in widening circles which reach out across the world. I may not finish the last one, but I will give myself to it. I wondered if that might be part of the meaning of that sentence Jesus is reported to have said in this morning's gospel lesson. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Well, everybody knows that's not a new commandment. That's as old as Leviticus. You can reach all the way back into the oldest corners of the Torah and find the commandment for us to love one another. Why would Jesus say, I give you a new commandment that you love one another? Because that commandment, which is as old as the Torah, is also as new as the next time you and I are going to have to redraw the circle of our welcome until the size of the circle of our welcome is as fully expansive as the size of the circle of the welcome around God, which, according to Revelation 5.13, is ultimately going to be as big as the universe. Every creature, the Bible says, every creature, in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and in the sea, embraced and included inside the circle of God's welcome, which sounds a little big to me. But if that is the way God is, and if that, praise God, is what God wants, then who are we to hinder God?